Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Robert Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. So I saw the Field of Dreams game, but I've never seen Field of Dreams. What does that mean about me? It doesn't mean anything. Anthony, what do you think? Quick reaction. You're a terrible person. That's what that means? Yeah. It means I'm a terrible person? We'll see if the rest of the audience agrees with you in just a minute at 855-212-4227. I'll explain myself uh, coming up, but there are a bunch of you guys on the line right now uh, and tweeting in at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. Good Energy 10 tweets in. Brady is no doubt great, but the Tampa defense bailed him out a lot. He did everything he could to lose against Green Bay, and the Super Bowl game was won by the defense playing against an injured KC line. You know, I don't even disagree with that, right? Like, yes, he threw, what, three interceptions, I think, against Green Bay? Uh, Yes, the defense was the, the reason that they won the Super Bowl more than anything else. But how many times can we try to do this with Brady? Like, oh, well, he only did it because of Belichick. Or the defense bailed him out. Or Vinatieri bailed him out. Or the tuck rule bailed him out. Or the cheating, <laughs> the flake gate and spy gate bailed him out. Like, eventually, the evidence becomes too overwhelming where you just can't poke holes in the resume anymore. Because while some of these things may be true, the total results would speak, given him being the common denominator in seven Super Bowls, to not having an argument or a leg to stand on. Each of those things, you know, the whole foundation of the critiques against him collapsed simultaneously based on the weight of the rings. And I'm not just a rings guy. I, I, everybody knows that. I, I don't think rings are the end-all, be-all. I, I feel, I guess this conversation comes up more in the NBA than it does in the NFL. Uh, but, like, I feel what LeBron did in 2018 is as good as almost any of his rings, getting that team to the finals. I feel like what Kevin Durant did in that series against Milwaukee and over the summer in the Olympics is as good, if not better, than any of his rings. Uh, You know, in the NFL, you know, you see great performances. It doesn't mean, you know, just because they didn't win the Super Bowl doesn't mean it doesn't count. But there, there comes a breaking point in volume. And that's, you know, where Brady has gotten to. Just, like, the volume cannot be ignored. How about Billy in Toronto? Billy, you're up on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Billy? Hey, Robin. How are you this morning? Listen, I'll make a couple of points. Um, Number one with Brady, I I mean, you're right. Let's just put it to 
put it to bed. I mean, he's the best of all time, and that's that. I don't. You can bring up a million things of why he shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have won, but he has. He's the best. I, I kind of put him in the same boat as, um, believe it or not, Larry Bird. Two guys that have got to be the most least gifted athletes I've ever seen in my life, and to do what those guys did just goes to show you that you it's know, not just. You're, you're right. It's, it's not just athletic, but I, I don't think you can't. It's tough to say the least. Get, look, especially about Larry Bird, who played in the NBA. You don't play in the NBA if you don't have a degree. Just because it didn't, it's not eye popping. You have to have a degree of athleticism to be one of those. You know, where there's only 450 spots in the NBA. But you know, in the NBA, it's a LeBron Jordan debate all the time. In, in the NFL, there there really is no debate against Tom Brady. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I agree 100. percent But uh, still, and and let's not forget, Brady can get another ring this year. That team is that good, Robin. Um, you're not a bad guy for not watching Field of Dreams, but but watch it. It was it was great, and I thought the baseball game and and pardon the pun here, uh, it was a little corny in some some instances. But yeah, but I tell you, I really really uh, enjoyed that game, and I hope they do it year year round. And finally, just one last thing. I know we're getting into football, and everybody loves football as much as I do. But let's not forget about this baseball season. Now we don't we don't get a chance to hear you up here in in, in Canada. We only get to hear you once a week, which is an absolute shame. You know, I wish we I wish we could hear you more, but I'll tell you this: this baseball season has been just riveting, and it doesn't look like it's you know going to be a Boston Red Sox, New York Yankee, and even the Dodgers are in trouble if they got to play a one game uh, series. This San Francisco team has been outstanding. Tampa Bay, how do they do it every year? And we're going crazy over our team here in Toronto. I mean, we're we're still a ways away from uh, getting there. We we play dumb baseball, but man, when we're hitting. We look real good. This baseball season has been outstanding. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Don't forget about that. That's my sport. So I'll leave it there with you, Robin. Thanks. The the Field of Dreams game was great. I mean, I don't know how anybody could have any other takeaway. I I mean, I thought it was hilarious, like some of the clips from Tim Anderson afterwards, like surfacing when he he had told Levitard's show that, you know, baseball was a boring sport or whatnot. But the the level of um, attention that it brought – it's one of the few times, you know, baseball is always, we're always talking about how do you fix baseball or, or how does baseball move into the future, or, you know, all that stuff. And it can't always play on, you know, nostalgia. This is a time where they got it absolutely right by playing on the past and playing on the nostalgia. They got people into it. I watched that game. I would have never, never in a million years would I have just like watched a random baseball game in, in the regular season on a night like that. I mean, I get it. Yankees fans would watch. White Sox fans would watch. Blah, blah, blah. But just like a, from a national standpoint, and, and this is a national show, there, there's no way I would like that would be compelling to me. Two, two random baseball teams. But the, the fact that they did it that way and the, the level of excitement and then there's the game itself. I mean, man, Giancarlo Stan. I, I, always, I feel bad for Giancarlo Stan. Because he had his Yankee moment, right? <laughs> it was right there. We've been hearing forever, like, when is it? He's not a true Yankee. <laughs> and then he does it. He gets a home run into a damn cornfield. And it, it doesn't matter because Anderson hits a walk-off in the next inning. And, uh, you know, I know Fox has been touting the uh, results and the uh, the views. And you can just tell. I mean, you you don't need to be uh, – you don't need any data to actually know that that was the success. That was the success based on the buzz it generated, based on the feelings that it inspired when watching. 
That was the coolest baseball thing I've seen in a long time. Other than Shohei Otani. Because I, I have to, you know, I, I can't bet. Shohei Otani is like the best baseball player ever. So I don't know if it's better than Shohei Otani. Uh, just, you know, he, he doesn't get featured in, in that light playing with the Angels. He won't be playing in, in the uh, the playoffs. But you have to, I mean, you look at Otani's numbers right now, and it's it's still just absurd what that guy's doing. He's got a 650 slugging percentage. His OPS is is over one, right? And his, what is his, his ERA at this moment? It's getting down. I think his ERA might be under three after his last start. <laughs> so his OPS is over one and his ERA is under three. Uh, that's wild. But other than that, it's the coolest baseball thing I've seen in, in a while. And it, it really got, you know, people excited. It really did. All based on Field of Dreams. And, you know, it, it's that's where I go back to not seeing it. And and I, I've, I've heard some people just aghast that I, – and I, I don't want to judge the movie before I see it. That – it's always just looked mad, melodramatic, and kind of corny to me. Uh, maybe it's because I didn't watch it as a child. I don't like serious sports movies or, or sports movies that try to be too serious G- in general. It's like a taste thing. I like comedic sports movies. Like my favorite sports movie of all time is Happy Gilmore. No question. And then Major League. Major League is my favorite baseball movie. You know, so... Uh, I the that's where my tastes are, and and I I guess like if I say like Happy Gilmore is the best sports movie of all time, I haven't seen some of the other ones, so I I can't say that definitively. It's the best one I've seen, if I'm being fair. But we've had that conversation before. Like you know, to me, I'd go Happy Gilmore. If we're we're just sticking baseball, I'd go Major League. I I love Major League. I know people love The Sandlot too. I I just like the Major League, the aspect of it being like professional and and. You know, some of the characters in there, you know, I love Willie Mays Hayes character and Pedro Serrano and, uh, and you know, all, everything about that movie I, I I think is good. And Wild Thing, obviously. I really like Major League. Field of Dreams, just the whole, the whole, everything about it, the way it looks, the presentation, the, you know, the aesthetic, and then just like it just, it seems like, I don't know, man. It's never compelled me. To, to watch, I've probably felt more compelled in the last day or so, a couple of days, because of this Field of Dreams game and how much hype and excitement that uh, generated. But then I ask people or I, I put you know the feelers out, and I get a lot of responses that almost affirm my prejudgments, that it's not going to be my, my jam. I don't know. But then there's other people who are like, you, you're not a person. <laughs> you you can't exist. How are you a how are you a sports talk show host? I don't know. I didn't know like analyzing field of dreams was a prerequisite. I never, you know, wasn't that important in my household growing up. I think my dad might have watched it when I was a kid. I'm not, like so I might have seen it in the background when I was a child, but I've never like sat there and actually watched it in a way that I can re- recall. Does it make me a bad person that I haven't seen Field of Dreams. What does it say about me? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Spike in St. Petersburg. Spike, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? 
Good morning, my friend. First of all, congratulations on that hot take you did. It was brilliantly put together. I'm sure you had a lot of help with it, but uh, it was just great. I really enjoyed it, and I'm biased. Oh, the, I really... uh, are you talking about, and now you know, the uh, the Sports yeah. Illustrated show? Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it was just, it was, I watched it twice and sent it to some people. They all got a kick out of it. It was very timely. Now, here's my, I got to do NBA with you. Here's my... Uh, Football comparisons to the NBA, and I, in my opinion, you, I think you'll, you'll, you'll kind of agree to a point. Tom Brady to me is um, Magic Johnson, and uh, Peyton Manning is Kevin Garnett. You know, with because you know he won once, he won twice. He Magic was the the brilliant, less athletic, and he was athletic, you know. But he just saw the court. Brady sees the field. And and they execute at the big time, and they both have signature moments, and uh, they're both more mental players. And now they're physically gifted compared to you know most people, but not compared to the top physically gifted people in their own sports. What do you think of that comparison? Yeah, look, I mean, the the only problem is where Brady has, you know, the the difference is quarterback is not the you know it's not the same. It's hard to go sport to sport because. In basketball, you're you're doing both ends of the court, right? And and athleticism Correct. is just such a a prerequisite. We've seen it happen in, in with quarterbacks nowadays, where you know, I, I if I'm drafting a quarterback in general, I want him to be able to get outside the pocket and and, and throw on the move. And, yeah, and the game's changed. So is basketball, right? If, if necessary, but it's why it's like hard to even say like as great as what Tom Brady's doing at this age, the fact that LeBron. Is still high level at what's it gonna be thirty seven next year is is a different sort of thing because he has yep. to guard people he has to try to drive by people you know Tom Brady is, is almost like an aging pitcher in a way um, where he, he can get by on some guile and, and, and a lot of guile like. a lot of guile and, but, and one last one last comment on um, on the uh, summer league I've had a big problem with the summer league first of all I, I just enjoy it so much I'm looking at my Knicks and young kids I watched the Lakers now I saw the uniforms and you know my background I was at both Knicks championship games and and you see the uniforms so you know you're putting it together and I realize it's I'm old and and the Lakers with the average age of their roster this year is going to be in the low 30s or mid 30s they couldn't muster up enough guys to be on the summer league team so it was just just an odd occurrence that I thought you'd get a kick out of it. But uh, listen, the summer league rims. Uh, I've talked to people, on, uh, you know, other places, and they've said the, uh, the rims always sound loose. Am I not so what? I, you know what, Spike, I haven't been paying attention to the uh, Sonics of the the summer league rims that much. So I missed it, <laughs> but appreciate the call and the discussion as always. I I, I have to check it out. I mean, the uh, the rims in in FIFA. Uh, Oh, you know, it sounded tight when I was. I, that's what I, the basketball I was most focused on lately was the um, uh, Olympic team, and and the, the gold medal that they won. We talked about that a lot last week, but I haven't seen too much of the summer league. I, I saw um, some of uh, Cade Cunningham yesterday. It was impressive. Uh, Camp Thomas, you know, for for the Nets, um, looked like he could be a, a bit of a sleeper. Acquisition. I've seen bits and pieces. Um, with Kaminga had some big dunks yesterday, but I haven't seen uh too much uh, of the summer league. 
855-212-4227, at Robert Lundberg on Twitter. Does it make me a bad person that I haven't seen Field of Dreams? Let me know. Gamecock AJ tweets in, in light of Field of Dreams game's success, I think the NFL should invite Al Pacino to give his famous inches speeches from any given Sunday before games this fall. I like any given Sunday. It's absurd, you know, but the whole Willie Beeman thing, I, I, I'm, I'm into that bit. Um, again, I, I, I don't generally like my sports movies too dramatic. And, and just everything about Field of Dreams to me screams melodramatic. And, and I hate to say, I dare say corny. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Like, I, I can't judge a movie I haven't seen. It just That's why I haven't been compelled to watch it. How about Alan in Toronto? Alan, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? My favorite movie was Eight Men Out because it was based on a true story. If you didn't see Field of Dreams, I don't blame you because it's uh, it's basically uh, pretty fictional. And I, I have a comment about uh, the Field of Dreams uh, game yesterday. It's uh, it really the field is designed for Joe Sixpack, but Joe Sixpack can't afford to go to the game because uh, it was way too pricey. I see the average ticket prices were thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred, and some people paid as much as close to four thousand dollars for the game. So it's it's really for the corporate crowd. But uh, Joe Sixpack who would love to go to, to that game, but he, he can't afford it. So it's uh, it's it's really a shame. And I think it should be just it should be just a one off because the second time around the novelty wears off. Uh, there. Uh, they're talking about having it again next year, but it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same atmosphere, and I'm not even sure that Kevin Costner is even going to want to go. So it should be just a one-off. But then again, uh, money talks, and you know what else uh, walks. So it's uh, it all depends. You know, it, it was very profitable for Major League Baseball. That's why they want to have it again. Again, but you know, it's uh, it, 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 the novelty is eventually going to wear off. I can't see them doing it again and well, having I- the same kind of atmosphere. Maybe they won't have the same success, but it was so successful. Anything that's that successful is going to get a sequel. Trust me, if we're, if we're going with the movie business, it's going to get a sequel. But wait, wait, in Field of Dreams, is he summoning Shoeless Joe Jackson? Is that what happened? Didn't Shoeless Joe Jackson help throw the World Series? <laughs> that's the Black Sox scandal, 1919. I've been doing a lot of research about baseball cheating as of late. i got to tell you, one thing I found in my baseball cheating research is that I feel differently about the Astros. I'll, I'll explain that coming up. But am I a bad person for having not seen Field of Dreams? 855-212-4227. Why are we romanticizing Shoeless Joe Jackson? And I, I guess part of the thing is I don't think of like 1919 baseball in rosy terms. That's not something I, I – I think of uh, the Great Gatsby or something. I, I don't know. I'm not like thinking, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had met Shoeless Joe Jackson. It's the Robin Lindbergh Show. You're on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. King Henry tweets in, a great sports movie is Jerry Maguire. It's definitely underrated for the genre, LOL. Roberto Rodriguez says, Field of Dreams is my favorite baseball movie. You'll enjoy it. Uh, does it make me a bad person that I haven't seen Field of Dreams? What is your favorite baseball or sports movie? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. My favorite sports movie is Happy Gilmore. My favorite baseball movie is Major League, for sure. I've never seen Field of Dreams. Anthony, you really think that makes me a bad person? Yeah, you you suck. You're terrible. 
<laughs> why, why, why do you say that? What, what makes me? No, nah, of course I'm joking. Um, okay. No, but it's, no, it's a great movie, uh, especially if you're if you're a true baseball fan. Like Field of Dreams is like a love letter to baseball fans. It's just you could just tell uh, um, how it's made. It just the movie just loves baseball. So if you're a baseball fan, uh, you're really going to appreciate it. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like I remember uh, Ray Liotta, who of course plays Shirley's Joe Jackson in the movie, uh, said that when he first read the script, it was the silly. He thought it was the silliest thing that he ever read in his life. Um, so I mean, from yeah, I mean, you just hear like what the movie's about, and you know, this voice is telling this guy to go out and you know build a baseball field. If you build it, they will come. You're yeah. gonna have players. I, I you know, you're gonna have players come out of the cornfield and play on the field. Yeah, I mean, it seems ridiculous, but. Um, I mean, once you get, once you start it, the movie just has like a way of like drawing you in and like, you don't question any of that. Um, you know, you're not, you don't wonder, you know, how all these players, uh, you know, came out of the cornfield and got here on this field. Like that doesn't even come into your mind. So I think that's a credit to, uh, you know, how the movie was put together and especially the cast. I mean, Kevin Costner, uh, is terrific. Like the acting performances, like that. I mean, that's a huge part of the movie because, um, like, if you know, if you don't don't believe in these people, um, then it's going to be hard, you know, to buy into what's going on. But Kevin Costner is amazing, and then Amy Madigan, who plays his wife uh, Annie in the movie, she's very good. Like, they're believable characters. They're, they're believable people. Um, it just, you know, and just, you know, it just, it was. And also, I mean, consider for the time when the movie came out, um, it was just, you know, it was a very, very imaginative and like it took a chance. And like, I think that's also something that, you know, you should appreciate it and give it a shot. Just how like daring, because again, I mean, you know, you talk about what the movie's about and, you know, a voice telling this guy to build a baseball field and players coming again, it seems ridiculous um, so, I mean, I think just from that standpoint as well, you give them credit for, you know, being daring and being brave enough uh, to make the film in the first place. It's just it's very imaginative. And, um, I, you know, I think they deserve credit from that uh, standpoint as well. Well, look, I, I will watch it. Uh, and and I, I'm not a soulless jerk. I, I thought the, the Field of Dreams game was awesome, the, the actual baseball game. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up in a baseball household. You know, like maybe that's part of it. Um you know, in fact, my dad wouldn't let me, didn't want to watch baseball. He thought he, my dad thought baseball was boring. So it's, it's kind of the, um, the opposite of, of what you get, um, nowadays where the kids might find baseball boring and the dad's trying to get them to watch baseball. My dad thought baseball was boring. And I was actually the advocate for baseball in my household as a kid. I liked Ken Griffey Jr. You know, I would mimic his swing and to turn my hat backwards and, you know, the home run chase and all that stuff. But it was, it just never was my sport. Uh, you know, I, I grew up a huge NBA fan, number one, and, and, and football fan, number two. And those were the, the sports I, I just followed the most closely. I never played baseball either. I played basketball, soccer, ran track. Uh, you know, so it just it, – baseball never had that, like, uh, rosy, nostalgic appeal to me uh, that it does to, to some people. Uh, I don't mean that in – any sort of judgmental way about me or about anybody else the other way uh but perhaps that's part of it is people have this you know attachment to it in a way that that pulls at the heartstrings because of their attachment to baseball 
um, and their attachment to baseball as younger people, more specifically, and and their attachment to baseball, you know, via their father. I know, like the the scene wasn't it about them having a catch right at the end, him and his dad or whatnot. Yeah, like yeah, I my dad didn't like baseball. <laughs> so, like, that's hey, not, you weren't uh, having any catches with your father. We were throwing football around. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a baseball catch. He didn't like baseball. Uh, so what do you want me to do? It's hard. It's hard for a kid to get into baseball to the same level when his dad doesn't like baseball. I mean, because like baseball is harder to get into just objectively. I think that's pretty fair to say. Tim Anderson, who hit the home run in the damn Field of Dreams game, called it boring. <laughs> He said, he once said on a, a podcast with uh, CC Sabathia and my good friend Ryan Rucco that he, he plays baseball because he's good at it. <laughs> That's, but that was a um, a really cool moment for baseball. I do, I, 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 I did enjoy that, and it's enough to make me watch the the movie almost as like, a, all right, you gotta do your uh, pop culture homework. Honey Banders tweets in, you're not a bad person for not seeing Field of Dreams. My favorite baseball movie is A League of Their Own, and favorite sports movie is the tie between Caddy, Shaq, and Slapshot that I date myself. S- Happy Gilmore is Sandler's best. So much respect for your favorite. Uh, yeah, no, you didn't date yourself. I mean, a lot of people would say that. I, I'm i not a big Caddyshack fan. I Maybe I have to see it again. I watched that um, at, sometime after college when I first moved to New York because I was living in this uh, – there was a few months where I was living in this this apartment where my room was so small, I had to open the door to watch TV, and I had the TV on the outside of the, the, the door. But I, I used to go – I was living by myself, so I used to – this is back when video stores were still a thing. I used to go to the video store and watch these movies that I felt like I should have seen, and one of them was Caddyshack, and it didn't do much for me. Um, Happy Gilmore is fantastic. But you know, look, those are tastes, and they're also part of – uh, a time period. I like a, uh, a league of their own. That would definitely be in my baseball movie. Uh, t- probably top three, but number one is is major league. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. Like Jeff in Pittsburgh. Jeff, you're on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, what's up, Robin? Hey, uh, I gotta say, uh, for me, just because of the time, you know, when my kids were that age, the uh, Bad News Bears version with Billy Bob Thornton and Greg Kinnear in it. I love yeah. it. Uh, Greg Kinnear, he's all under-armored out. He's that 40-year-old dad that's all under-armored out. He's got his own, his kid's own bat that was like $200, and his kid, his kid still can't swing the bat. And Billy Bob's that, that guy that's, half in the bag when he shows up to the manage the games. It just represented Little League in the Pittsburgh area. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that was one of my dad's favorites. I, I remember Bad News Bears when, when I was growing up. Uh, I, I, I recall it sort of. Uh, you know, I, I guess I, I need to do a um, uh, uh, watch through of a lot of these movies. For a quote-unquote, I was on a, a text with, with some buddies the other day, and they called me a, a, a sports person, a sports something. And I was like, what is that? You know, like, uh, you know, my I, obviously I, I talk about sports for a living, um, and I'm very thankful and lucky that that is the case, right? And fortunate. But, like, I, I never was a huge sports movie guy, if that made sense. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really see the connection. I don't think, you know, sports movies are generally fictional. And 
I, you know, sports, one of the great things about sports is they're not. You know, sports are one of the true dramas that there actually are. You know, there ain't that many that unscripted things that you don't know the actual outcome to. I mean, so everything else is kind of melodrama. And and in general, I, I just don't like um, melodramatic stuff. It's not my tend to where I tend to gravitate now I mean I usually only watch superhero movies and comedies nowadays I guess Marvel movies and comedies and stuff I, I like documentaries uh, a lot too so I, I have my uh, I have more homework to do when it comes to watching all the sports movies in order to properly uh, evaluate them so I forgot uh, did you uh have you watched Hoop Dreams yes okay yeah that's a, that's different. So you say because you love documentaries, so yeah, that that was excellent. Obviously, yeah, uh, and, and I could see that being somebody's favorite uh, as well. Um, but yeah, in general, like the whole like, uh, I guess like the you know the scripted sports movie of like team has uh, a problem, coach you know riles team up based on some situation, maybe a tragedy happens and they all rally around that, you know, and then they they conquer it at the end. Not my trope that I tend to, you know, be into. But that's okay. Other people love it. And I, I just never – I don't know. The whole thing of Field of Dreams to the outside looking in, it was like cornfields and, and old-timey 1919 baseball players. Like I said before, though, um, I've been doing some research into the um, baseball history of cheating for a project I'm doing. And it makes me feel a little bit differently about the Astros, to be honest. Because if you look at it and and you um, process how rampant cheating has been in baseball history, I'm not sure the Astros deserve to be singled out kind of the way that we have. I've done it too. And it's fun to make the jokes. And because they won the World Series, obviously, that that changes the framing a little bit. Um because you know they were one team that you could hate as a team and it wasn't just like one guy it was like oh i can hate everything about this team i can hate this franchise uh people jumped on it but man it, cheating has been going on like since baseball started since its inception i mean the there's uh, throwing games is one thing and we know that happened the black Sox scandal it happened before you know uh that as well and, and Pete Rose, clearly, do you think he should be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, you know, but I'm talking about like cheating, not cheating the game, cheating in the game. And they were sealing signs in like the 1920s and, and before then. You know, they were uh, apparently like, there's even legend has it of like building like shacks on top of poles in order to, to steal signs. And did you know that? The shot heard around the world. That Giants team had a big sign-stealing scheme. You know, the Giants win the pennant. They had a sign-stealing scheme where they had a, a telescope in the back to steal the signs, like, behind the, the fence. And then they had a buzzer system that they would send to the bullpen phone. And depending on the, the number of beeps they sent, that was indicating what the pitch was. Now, Bobby Thompson, who hit the, the shot heard around the world, he denies ever knowing what pitch was coming on that particular pitch, but does admit to taking signs elsewhere. So take from that what you may. 
There was the Apple Watch thing with the, the Red Sox, obviously, before the Astros. Then there's, like, you know, the guys that are cheating now, the, the pitchers, they, they got caught for the sticky stuff. Remember when um Garrett Cole said, you know, well, things have been handed down for generations? Well, they've been doing that forever, too. Someone called Elmer Stricklett through the, the first spitball, and, um, you know, Gaylord Perry wrote a book called Me and the Spitter. There, There's all sorts of uh, – Joe Necro, he was suspended 10 games after an Emery board fell out of his pocket. He wound up on Letterman talking about it. Then there's Cork Bats, Albert Bell and Sammy Sosa, Chris Sabo. Greg Nettles, apparently there's a story where he had a, a bat break and six like Super Bowls bounced out of it. And then he said a fan gave him the bat <laughs> right before the dog ate his homework. I, they don't even know if cork bats work, but that's before you get into to biogenesis and, um, you know, steroids in baseball and all that as well, where we all saw that, you know, and, and head sizes uh, grow at a crazy level. Bodies change. Look, I mean, look at the before and, and after pictures. Congressional hearings, obviously. You had Ryan Braun blame urine sample collectors for, for his positive test. And that was like this huge controversy. And now, I mean, other than the Hall of Fame debate, people seem to forget about it because like A-Rod gets to broadcast the Field of Dreams game, right? And wax poetic about the Field of Dreams game. And A-Rod is, you know, as notorious a cheater as there could be. And he's sit there as like the face of baseball broadcasting right now. So it's it's kind of hard to say like the Astros are this terrible, you know, example. They are. I you know I, I'm not condoning cheating. I'm not saying what the Astros did was good. It's not. It should be condemned. It it did give them an unfair advantage. They did deserve to be punished. That's not my point. My point is. That since baseball existed, from the late 1800s to now, people have been cheating like crazy in that sport. I don't, I don't know why exactly. If it's you know for the money or for the individual success that you can get, it's just the culture of it. But it, it does make me like th- this research I've done makes me look at the Astros a little bit differently, because man, is cheating is just a rampant part of, of baseball history. And, and you look at the way, like, you know, even the, the cheaters are, are, are viewed in a, a decent light now. I mean, and I've always thought that the steroid guys should, should get into the hall of fame and the like, you know, because that's a whole era. You can't just erase it. You can't just say it, it didn't happen. And, and I would hope that fans were, smart enough and are smart enough to understand the context surrounding some of these guys. Like if Barry Bonds gets in the Hall of Fame, as he should, I don't know how you can have a a baseball Hall of Fame without Barry Bonds in it. Or Roger Clemens, you know, people understand that. But I I just thought it was interesting because the Astros got so much, like so much of a reaction that the pitchers – 
didn't really get recently. Maybe it's because there wasn't one team you could point to and say this team did it, and it was a bunch of individuals. Same goes for the steroid era. But I just found it interesting to see, like, even the, the shot heard around the world giants were, were had a sign-stealing scheme. And, you know, stealing signs in general, I never thought was, you know, it's always the, the, the technology use, I guess, that is what makes it untoward. Because, to me, stealing signs in general is like counting cards in a casino. Like, I've never understood why counting cards in a casino would be wrong. That just means you're better at the game. You're not actually doing anything to cheat. You're not bringing in extra equipment or, or you know, having somebody up up in the, the balcony read you what's on the card with the binocular and then tell you what's on the card. You're, you're using your skill, your brain, to decipher what the cards is. So if you are at second base and you were able to see the signs and you conveyed it to your batter or whatever, to me that's fair game. It was just that, that, you know, it's that extra level of chicanery that goes on. But, uh, you know, as much as people wax nostalgic about baseball, baseball has been full of cheaters for a long, long time. <laughs> and even the guy announcing, they're, they're, they're... Think about this. The guy announcing the game, A-Rod, cheater, right? Like, and he's the, the number one attraction of the broadcast team. And the movie in question, Field of Dreams, shows Shoeless Joe Jackson who took money to throw the World Series. <laughs> Which I don't know if it's – is that count as a cheater? I, I don't know if you would have – but it, it's something. And that's like the, the, the picture we're painting. Oh, baseball. Oh, this wholesome game that you have when – you know, the catch you have with your dad in the yard. But let's hear from – steroid user and liar Alex Rodriguez and then let's wax poetic about shoeless Joe Jackson who threw a world series for for money <laughs> 855-212-4227 I guess Kevin Costner's character must be really good at heart in the, in Field of Dreams in that movie that's why people people like Kevin Costner I I guess that that was another thing I learned from all this is how much people really like Kevin Costner. I I'm, I'm try, I haven't. I guess I just haven't. Maybe his style of movie. I don't have a problem with Kevin Costner. It's just maybe his style of movie has never been my you know like in my lane as much. Where I I can't just like rattle off a bunch of Kevin Costner movies that I've that I've loved or that I I recall even seeing to that degree. I have to go look at his IMDb because I don't want to remember him for Waterworld. But I mean, he, I do made a lot of really, good, you know, really good movies. A lot of movies over the years, so I don't want to hate too much. David in Green Bay, David, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? Hey, Robin, happy Saturday. How you doing? Love the I'm topic. I'm doing well. How today. are you? Good, good. Uh, beautiful day here in Green Bay. We get to finally see uh, uh, love tonight for the first time. Uh, that's going to be that's the big news. But uh, I love your topic on movies. You know, Costner's best movie at least in my humble opinion, is a baseball movie, but it's not Field of Dreams. It's a 99 uh, movie with Kelly Preston, uh, John C. Williams, and J.K. Simmons called For the Love of the Game. Have, have you seen that movie? I have not seen This dude has made a lot of baseball movies, huh? He's in the natural, right? He, he, uh, for the Love of the Game. Uh, he's, uh, you throw in that, didn't he? Bull Dorm. 
Yeah, Bull Durham, my well, God. <laughs> yeah. No, Costner, Costner's a big – him and Tom Selleck were the, the two big wannabe baseball guys, and they made it big in acting. But the, the quick, uh, without the spoiler alert, is if, if a guy wants to take his girl to a sport movie, this, for the love of the game, it's a love story, but it's also a love story uh, not only between man and woman, but between the game and a player because he plays Billy Chappell. He's like in his 18th year with the Detroit Tigers and ownership's changing, free agency's coming, la, 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 and he's winding down a career, and it's a flashback over his entire career with uh, you know his uh, development as a going to be a Hall of Famer and the love affair with Kelly Preston and the final game. I don't want to give it away for the folks that haven't seen it, but it's a great, great watch for the love of the game, 1999. Check it out, man. For, I'm getting all these movie recommendations. Uh, uh, w Freshwater tweets in, 3,000 miles to Graceland, Costner, Kurt Russell, 10 out of 10. Copeland Blackwell tweets in, cork bats do work, but not for the reason that many think. Replacing heavier wood in the shaft with cork reduces mats in the shaft to increase swing speed. That's something I read in the studies. It doesn't add power, but you can make the argument uh, it, it lightens it and, and uh, allows you to, to swing the bat better. It's not as effective as, as PEDs. Let's put it that way. I'm going to talk about something I said I wouldn't coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 